Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Hey, Lawsy. Good morning. How are you today? Going good. That's How are good. you? I'm very good, thank you. Very excited for this podcast. Yeah, me too. I think. With Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, is, it's such a funny day, isn't it? Because it's, you know, if you're in a relationship, I feel like it's such a, there's Weird all the pressure. lovey stuff. Yeah, I think as well yeah. it's funny because it's either like you love it and you post all this mm pictures of picnics and everything mm. or then you almost if you're in a relationship and you don't celebrate valentine's day then it kind of start makes you question, you question it which is so silly because one day should not make you feel um like your relationship is not as worthy or whatever it might be absolutely and also something that is also important on valentine's day is actually our relationship with ourselves so mm. it, you, you don't have to have a relationship with mm. someone else to celebrate Valentine's Day? Oh, absolutely not. I think like regardless of whether you're in a relationship or not, the most important relationship we'll ever work on in our whole, whole entire life is the one with ourselves. So we thought that that was good timing, I suppose, with Valentine's Day coming up this week to talk about self-love. Yeah. And that is why today's podcast is all about learning to love yourself. We've got um, a very special guest, um, which we will be introducing very soon. But first, we are starting with our special share. Lawsy, what is your kick special share for the week? So mine is one that probably not that special because I feel like every... Well, it is special because I loved it, but I think everyone (laughs) will already know about about it by now. But it is the Taylor Swift documentary. Yeah. I, I know you love, you watch it too. We actually randomly watched it on the same night. Yeah. Uh, when did it, it come out? A week ago? It, uh, yeah. New. It's so. recent. Yeah, it's very recent. Apparently it was released at this film festival and Netflix bought it in like eight seconds because mm. I loved it so much. So that's where you can watch it. It's really cool. But I just thought it was... if And I've been listening to her albums like nonstop this week, mm. literally, because mm-hmm. now I... I think when you understand where someone's music comes from, and I just hadn't ever mm. known much about Taylor Swift. I really liked her music, but I didn't you know, look really into it at all and where it came and from and yeah. what she's been through. And I just thought it was so, well, it's not, it's not too long. I think it's like an hour and a half or something, mm. but I highly recommend it. It just made me feel really, I don't I feel, I felt a bit sad for her, but then it was really nice that she's yeah. been able to kind of go through everything she has and come out to where she is today mm. and still be making such incredible music. Mm. It was cool. And I just, I also, I can't believe the pressure. Obviously, I knew there's a lot of pressure being in mm. the music industry, but mm-hmm. the pressure on females and women, especially, mm-hmm. um, and the pressure she speaks about kind of wanting to, having to reinvent yourself every totally. time. And yeah. I just can't even imagine that totally. pressure. Yeah. Anyway, it was just very eye opening and enjoyable. I agree. And I highly recommend that too. That's a very good special share. Um, mine's actually a quote. It's so funny. Um, you did a quote last week <laughs> and it made me think. It's actually, it, particularly on this topic that we're talking about today, I thought it um, was a really good one. So it's one by Emma Stone, which really stood out to me one day when I read it in an interview, I think it was. Um, she said, I remind myself to be kind to myself and as slightly as ridiculous as it may sound, to treat myself in the same gentle way I'd want to treat a daughter of mine. It really helps. So basically what she's talking about is something that we like to share a lot and that's like, you know, um, respecting your body and the relationship with yourself like you would a friend or a daughter. And I just thought it was really, really beautiful and it, it, it really, I don't know, it really spoke to me. So I wanted to share that quote. She's a legend. That's beautiful. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for your special share. So now into today's guest. So our guest today is Kat John, who we met 
uh, last year. And mm. ever since then, we have been dying to get her on the podcast, but we wanted to wait for this particular episode to speak to her. So Kat has an exceptional story about self-love. And in her 20s, she found out she had congenital brain malfunction. And after brain surgery, she worked with her neurologist to completely change the relationship she had with herself and retrain her brain to find joy in her life. And she is just incredible, so inspirational. And she's also even before that. So she went through that in her late 20s, but Mm. from a very young age, she went through some poor relationship things with her body, I suppose, and a few things triggered it and and that kind of all spiralled from there. And before we go into this, we do want to let anyone know that we will be discussing eating disorders. Mm -hmm. So if that is triggering for anyone, just be careful when you're listening or maybe just switch it off. Mm. Fast forward until the end, but we really hope you enjoy it. Hi, Kat. Hello. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. We're so excited to have you on and we think that this is the perfect chat for you to be a part of. You left a really nice impression on mm. us when we met you Aww. last year. It was. Mm. Yeah. So we just wanted to start. And obviously today is all about self-love and you have had an incredible journey. Um, we wanted to talk about how to start off with how experiences in our life can almost subconsciously morph our relationship with our body from yep. when we're young. Um, and we wanted to start with when you were in grade four um, and what happened to you there. So, yeah, I, I mentioned this in one of my episodes mm-hmm. of my podcast when, um, and I, I guess I didn't know at the time how damaging it was going to be, but mm-hmm. something so simple where in grade four, I don't know why, I can't remember why, but our teacher asked, got us all to weigh ourselves mm-hmm. and it was in front of everyone. Um and before that, I'd never seen a scale at home. I think we only use scales at home to weigh our luggage, yeah. like for whenever we went overseas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember like everyone was standing on them and it was the first time in my mind where I was like, oh my God, am I going to be heavier than them? What are they going to weigh? Am I? And, and all of these thoughts, I guess, started to, to, to come up to surface. And then when I weighed myself and I was seeing sort of all the girls before me weigh themselves, um, I was notably 10 kilos heavier. Mm. So I think I was 44 kilos. I actually remember it. I was 44 kilos and everyone was like 34, 35, some even 32. And immediately I started asking myself questions like, what's wrong with me? Mm. You know, am, am, I, am I fat? Um, do I need to like talk to my mum about this? What am I doing wrong? Um, and it was, a, it was a really like crappy experience. So I would have been holding red four ten. Yeah. And yeah. that's like that mm. that is that age I suppose when you go from being a cu- a child with no worries in the world and yep. you know being able to run around naked to yep. s- where you start to actually compare yourself in ways, whether it's like the sports you choose to do or whether you're s- smarter or you're not smart. And yeah. and then obviously having something like weighing yourself, I can imagine how hard that would have been at that particular age as well when yeah. you don't really know what's right or wrong. Exactly. And you sort of only go what's right or wrong by – it was, I guess, the first thing in installed too that a number means something yeah. or mm. I more so made the number mean something. Yeah. You know, the teacher wasn't like, you're fat, you're skinny, yeah. yada, yada. And maybe it was to do with health. I have no idea. All I remember was my number was bigger than someone else's and that made me – different it made me fat it made them better it made me less than and so a fixation Mm. started to begin of the number Mm. yeah and did that affect your relationship with your body for years after that for sure Mm. and my mum was a really good role model for Mm. me like she wasn't 
you know, obsessed with her body or anything like that. She's this cute little Filipino lady that's just like, <laughs> oh, I love, I want to love. Um, but, yeah, for me it absolutely did. I then started... And look, it doesn't help. My brother's a legend, but my brother used to tease me for having fat knees. Mm. <laughs> so he would, like, grab my knees and, like, shake them and shake oh. the fat. Like, I don't know if anyone has an older brother, but that's what my big bro did. Mm. Just just always teasing. So then what I started to get obsessed with was, like, oh, that girl's got really nice legs or that girl's got taller legs than me. I, I wish I was taller or... I wish I wasn't half Filipino, maybe my half Filipino-ish, because my brother used to hang crap on me that the reason why I had fat knees is because I've got my mum's side rather than my dad's side. So it was like this 10-year-old kid was whacked with these belief systems. So, yeah, it absolutely started to warp my perception Mm. and started the comparison and almost jealousy mode of that person's better because they've got a better body. Oh, totally. Um, And... I would love you to share that moment where I suppose a little bit about your journey before that moment where you decided to change things for yourself because we know that, I mean, Laura and I have got to know your story and you have had some serious ups and downs. Um, It's incredible to see you come out on such a positive side. Yeah, thank you. But that moment where you did decide to rewrite rewrite that relationship with yourself, do you want to maybe discuss that? Well, I remember... um as I started from the age of 10, um, then what started to develop for me was uh, a face full of acne, mm. thanks God or the universe, <laughs> whoever is out thank there. Thank you, hormones. Um, yeah, thank you, hormones. I actually, I actually did get my period when I was 10 years old as well, so okay. um, none of my friends did. That's early. Yeah. Really, really early. Um, so face full of acne, thinking that I'm fatter than everyone, um, plus I'm menstruating but didn't get any boobs, so everyone was teasing me that I'm a surfboard that would have blood stains on the back of my dress. Oh, my God. Uh, I know it sounds crass, but it was, you know, that Cute. that's kind of what went on. Yeah. Um, what then, I guess, started to take place beyond primary school was I did develop um, an eating disorder, so I guess a dis, uh, just a, a weird relationship yep. with food. Uh, I didn't know how to handle my emotions well when I mm. when it came to feeling poorly about myself. Mm. Um, so if ever I would start to compare, I'd start to you know see someone that looked taller, thinner, better than me, or with clear skin, um, or with like bigger boobs, clear skin, and nice legs. Um, I didn't know how to deal with my emotions. Mm. So what I would do is I would binge, mm-hmm. um, and I'd binge you know to the point of feeling sick, um, and then I would feel so sick that I would then throw it up. Yeah. Um, and that sort of was a cycle for two and a bit years. And I, I guess it was a self-punishment cycle. It was like, again, not knowing then at the time, but certainly knowing now later on that I was punishing myself for being different yeah. or being, you know, fatter. Um, and it was, yeah, it was it was really destructive. And uh, not many people knew. I think it was my mum, uh, my sorry, my auntie that knew. And I kind of wanted her, I kind of wanted someone to know, yeah. but didn't. Mm-hmm. Almost someone to kind of go, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I know my auntie sat me down one day, and this is when I was 12. She said, because I was seeing a counsellor at this point, mm. uh, and she's like, what did you talk about with your counsellor today? And she said, um, she said in the session, like, draw yourself. And I remember drawing this really big, fat, round head and this really big, fat, round mm. body, and it just wasn't that way mm. at all. Um, and my auntie was saying, so what were you talking about in the, in the session? I said, well, I don't like myself because I have a really big, round head. And my auntie said to me, have you ever seen anyone walk around with a square head? Mm. 
And I'm like, <laughs> no. And she's like, don't you reckon everyone on the planet primarily has a round head? And I'm like, yes. So what started to take place through counselling and through my auntie's help, because I never wanted to listen to my parents, mm. was just this very slow um, recognition that what I was thinking and believing about myself was possibly warped. It doesn't mean that it stopped mm. um, straight away. I certainly went through, you know, a longer journey from there of, of self-destruction. But um, over time, I guess, I, I, I wanted to stop punishing mm. myself. Um, and to be honest, like, I can still have that happen now. I can still have that belief system of my knees are fat or I don't want to wear shorts in front of people who have got nice legs. And I, at least I know now that it's a bunch of crap, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all lies. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before I was engulfed by it, I was consumed by it and I would not wear shorts mm. or I would not go out with my friends who were thinner than me mm. if it was a beach day. Whereas mm. now I'm like, cool, I have a whole lot of belief systems that are coming with me to the beach, mm. that are coming with me to the pool and that's okay. I can still wear shorts even though those belief systems are there. So what started to take place was this disassociation and disconnection with the beliefs that had me think that I was less than someone else. Mm. Yeah. And if there was a young girl listening that, or any kind mm. of aged woman, I suppose, listening that felt that way about their body, I think it's something that we all feel and yep. we all, you know, Steph and I speak about it all the time. We don't wake up every day and think, oh my God, I'm amazing. But you kind of have to almost train your mind yes. to think like that and think out of it. What um, are some tools that have really helped you that that our community might be able to implement in their own lives? What helped me, and I guess even what I'm helping with my stepdaughter, my stepdaughter's 13 mm. and she is gorgeous. She's one of the girls that I would have been like, damn you, you've got nice legs, long legs. I look at her, I'm like, oh my God, you're such a little hottie. But she has this terrible perception of herself. Mm. So she thinks that she's fat and that every, you know, she'll she'll eat and then she'll weigh herself and then she'll punish herself. So she's in that cycle too. Mm. So what I did for myself and I guess more recently what I share with her is I get her to just start thinking outside of her body. And that's what I had mm. to do for myself. Like what, who am I outside of my body? Mm. What do I love to do that is outside of this obsession with myself? And specifically for my stepdaughter being 13, because she is young and in this day and age now, I remind her of what else she loves. And she loves creating. She loves writing music. She loves playing the piano and she's super talented at it. Um, she loves painting and, and all the rest. So whenever she starts getting consumed... Um, I have a a chat with her and I'm like, dude, you know what? Firstly, let's just acknowledge it's okay for you to think like this. Mm. It's actually really normal and a lot of us do think like that. But it's unhealthy when you start to punish yourself Mm. or be consumed or start comparing yourself from others, which I know is super easy. So I guess what I did with myself and what I do for her is I just acknowledge Mm. it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it's normal. It's, it's fine. There's a part of our brain that does do that to ourselves that makes us feel less than. Um, but now, now that you've acknowledged that, how else would you like to feel or mm. how, what else would you like to do? And if you'd like to feel better about yourself or more confident or just happier, mm. 
What else can you do to do that? For mm. her, it's music and writing and creating. For me, it was getting outside, just hanging out with my mates. And I also liked singing when I was younger. So I would sing and, you know, get in front of the mirror and <laughs> shut my door and turn the music up and just sing and dance. And then I'd kind of get out of the obsession of mm. what's wrong with me. Yeah. That's a really nice message. Yeah. I think it's really important as well that you, um, I suppose, value yourself more so than what you look like and that sounds like yeah. it's a lot of what you're teaching her, so that's awesome. Yeah. What's your relationship like with yourself now? So much better. Yeah. So much better. Like what you said, you know, what you said, Laura, when you wake up, sometimes you're like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to learn to like you today. <laughs> um, so my relationship with myself is, is so much healthier and better because I have learned and retrained, as you said, mm. to disassociate and disconnect myself from the part of my mind that is forever going to try and pull me down. Yeah. That's always going to say, you're not worth this or you're not good enough for that. You're not perfect enough for this yet. You know, um, you don't belong in the world or you don't belong with the cool group or, or whatever it may be. So because I've developed a better relationship with that part of my mind, the the dark part, mm. life's a lot better. Mm. Whereas before I would listen to the dark and only the dark and be consumed by the dark and never knew this there was this other side. So in the mornings when, when I wake up, um, I won't, you know, I'll, I'll immediately go to look at myself in the mirror and go, do I look pretty or do I not? I swear <laughs> to goodness, is it a good hair day or is it a bad hair yeah. day? And my mind will go there and then I will know how to make that shift to, that's cool, you can think that, but let's get on with moving the body, let's get on with meditating, mm -hmm. tuning into to my vision or where I'd love to go in my life. And then, you know, I've forgotten about if it's a good hair day or a bad day <laughs> or if I'm pretty or not pretty. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's way healthier. There are days, particularly times when I get my period, um, pre-menstrual, I'll have to keep myself harder in check. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. The emotional, like, barrage of making myself feel crap mm. um, can kind of feel really heightened and mm. more sensitive and times I'll fail, times I will fail. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's also when I fail, it's how can I be kind to myself as I'm failing yeah. to get back in touch with being nicer to myself mm. yeah and you do dancing yes but not serious <laughs> fun my type of dancing fun dancing kind yes. of making, I've seen you making dance a too. joke of both it of you actually <laughs> oh my God. and is that something that that gets you out of that mindset yeah yeah it's been a that was a I've always danced since a little kid as like choreographed dance mm. and always found it fun I always loved to be the star of the the stage um and always kind of did a little bit different but as I grew older, what I've learned to love is free dance um, mm. and just putting on a tune to however I'm feeling or putting on a tune to help me get out of wherever I'm feeling and just go for it, which in the beginning when I first started was really uncomfortable. I'm mm. like, what are the steps? What should I do? You know, free dance, what that's, what's that about? But what that actually started me to get to do is be more comfortable in my body and 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 feel the awkwardness in my body when I just started to dance, but then start to feel comfortable in the rhythm and in the beat and then moving however I wanted to move, which was a next step on my journey of I'm kind of cool in this bod, mm. you know. It can move and it can shake and it can do all these different things, um, which was a step towards, yeah, loving myself more. 
Mm. And I love that because, I mean, you film your... Obviously, you have to go follow everyone, Kat, on Instagram. <laughs> awesome. But you film all your dances and it's crazy yes. watching you dance. I would think that you've always had... Obviously, I know I know your story, so yeah. I think it's amazing that you are doing this because someone that might not know your story would think that you've always had the most confidence mm. in the world oh because God, no. you put your camera, <laughs> you film yourself dancing and you just let go and you yeah. enjoy it and then you put it out to the world. But yeah. I think it's, it's nice to know that you've gone through that journey. And I'm sure, is there times when you post it and you think... Oh my goodness! Why am I posting this? Like, every I'm time. Sure, it, it, yeah, it's every nice time. to know that. I think <laughs> yeah. it's you're so important to remind people, yeah. yeah, that you're even though you can do that, you are not the most confident mm. person in the world, no. and you still have to teach yourself to yes. be confident every single day, every single time. Every Tuesday when I post it up, I'm like, was it good enough? Did I give it enough? Was it funny enough? Mm. And then I'm like, is Instagram going to block this? So there's all of that. But, yeah, for sure, there's like, is this going to be better than last week? Am am I going to get more likes or more comments? It's 100% there. So when you said, you know, what's your relationship like now with yourself, it's it's better because I can manage all of that, which is a lot, which is a lot to, which is a lot to handle. Like, I think there was once... For like uh, the first time I did, I danced in shorts on that. It was a massive thing for me because that belief system was still there of, have I got fat knees? Mm. You know, mm. <laughs> like, is my booty going to shake? Are they going to see my jiggle? Are they going to see my dimples? Like, it was 100% all there. But with the nature of ZF Tuesday, I won't say the F, but <laughs> the, the nature of ZF Tuesday, um, it's about giving that zero cares. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's 100% always there. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom. And, yeah, anyone out there who wants to learn a bit more about you, obviously you can follow Kat on Instagram, but also you've got your own podcast. Yeah. And your website's got heaps of information and everything as well. So for sure. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. Pleasure. I think it's you're a very special, special soul and your story is really inspirational. Thank you. Thanks, gang. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that chat with Kat. I find her so cool and inspirational and it's, it's as you touched on when we were talking to her, I think it's really funny when you meet someone who seems so comfortable with themselves and, and confident to then find out more about their past and realise that it hasn't always been the case mm. or that even like day to day it's not the case. It, I think that's really relatable and it, that definitely pulled on a few of my strings, I think. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think And what I love the most about what Kat, spoke about was kind of separating that voice in your head and your self-worth mm. from how you feel about yourself mm. that day and knowing that that's something that's really helped me knowing that like you're not defined your self-worth is not like the way you wake up mm. that day and and how you you know whatever negative thoughts in, in that that annoying annoying voice that we all hate in our head that comes in and tells us that we're not good enough like that is not us and we are in control of our own narrative I suppose mm. and we can change it like Kat did totally. I just thought that was amazing yeah totally I think it's it's again it's like getting rid of that roadblock it doesn't have to be a roadblock um, and I think it was really refreshing though to hear that. Um, again, as much as she's come a long way and learned a lot about herself, uh, that something that we talk to a lot is that, you know, self-love isn't a, an end destination mm. where you wake up feeling perfect every day. And um, I just thought it was nice the way she spoke about that. And I hope that there's a lot of you listening out there that can kind of relate to that. Um, however far along you are on your own self-love journey, I think, yeah, a lot of what she had to share about that voice and... Um, and knowing that it's going to be there and accepting your imperfections and your insecurities and knowing that you're not alone in that and that everyone kind of has those thoughts and feelings throughout their whole entire life is 
it's very refreshing. Mm. But I um I suppose I wanted to I think when she was talking about her relationship with um, binge eating. So I just want to briefly touch on this. Um, I'm sure some of the listeners would have already heard us talk about our own journeys before, but it's obviously a great um, podcast to be able to touch on them again. Um, I mean, I had my own relationship with food and uh, my own relationship with my own body and, and that was definitely triggered from the modelling industry um, and being out off on my own and, and not feeling myself and everything like that. And um, I related a lot to what she spoke to when she was speaking about binge eating and that horrible kind of roller coaster, and you just repeat it even though you don't want to. But then you do get to a point where you're really overfilling that way and you just want someone else to know about it. And that for me was definitely the time where I started to, I suppose, get back on that journey of feeling more myself and respecting myself a lot more was when people did start to learn about it. And yeah, I thought that was really interesting because I do remember a point where I also... Um, I suppose subconsciously in the back of my mind wanted people to know about it but I didn't want to physically tell people about it like I even remember some of the horrible points where I did maybe punish myself or whatever I started to do it in more obvious settings I wouldn't try and hide it so much almost because I like wanted someone to be worried about me um Mm. and then it came to a point where I was actually physically reaching out to people so I think that's yeah I think that's one of those weird things where you feel so helpless that you know you're doing something wrong you know it's wrong and you know it's a bad relationship but you are just stuck in this like habit this really bad habit um and I, I mean I hope everyone out there if anyone is feeling any sort of bad habit with their relationship with food that they know that they're not alone like it happens to so many of us and and that there is ways to pull yourself out of it and sometimes going to someone well not sometimes pretty much all the time mm. going to someone and actually talking to someone about it is the best way to recognize that it is an issue and it's not just yourself. You're not just battling with yourself in your own mind. Someone else is helping you through that. So I thought that was a really important point to, to go across. Mm. But yeah. And I feel like when it's in your head, when you say it out loud, it becomes, you're like, oh my goodness, how could I be thinking yeah. that? And is that a coping mechanism for you now if you ever go into that point? If you then say it out absolutely. loud, is it like, oh my goodness? Oh yeah, absolutely. I um, It wasn't actually that long ago. This is actually quite funny. I was, I was sick not long ago from just food like I wasn't making myself sick I was actually sick and I remember feeling so frightened and like fully like burst out crying because it took me back to a place where um where I would do that to myself um on purpose and it just made me so sad to think that there was a time when when I would do that to myself Mm. because I knew at the time that it was wrong but I would do it anyway and um, I think to that point it is this voice that you have to tune in and be like that was wrong that's not right to do um, and and anytime I, I do not really fall anywhere near as deep as that anymore but even on those days where I wake up and I start I suppose giving myself some negative thoughts or looking in the mirror and not liking things you do have to almost physically say to yourself like shut up don't worry mm. about that. Like, why are you worried about that? No one else is worried about that. Focus on this. Focus on that. Get through your day. You'll be right. And then you do forget about it. You get to a point where you can cope with those insecurities so much better. So, yeah, definitely. It's like a physical thing. Sometimes you have to say it out loud. Sometimes you have to write it down um, to make yourself believe it. But you can push those thoughts away. Mm, and I, I think I'm the same. I think I'm a much of a type A personality, obviously, as you know, and I feel like I like to, like everything I go into, I try and be prepared. Mm. And I find with your journey with yourself, obviously you never know when what you're going to wake up and feel, mm. so that makes it harder. Mm. But then also I find that 
things that I can control and I'm in control of make me feel more comf- comfortable totally. and you know and I think sometimes if you especially with our relationship with ourself if you are letting your self-worth be controlled by the way that you look or that you perceive you look because I mean as Kat was saying mm. when she was younger and I really relate to this you know you you draw yourself or the way you see yourself and view yourself is not how other people view you no, you know yeah. you might think as Kat said like I wasn't she, she felt that she was a lot bigger than she was and that I think some Sometimes we are our worst enemies and we automatically look in the mirror and we think negatively. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, what helped me so, so, so much was thinking about, hang on, what things do I actually value in people? Mm. And it was things like being kind to others, making them feel good, um, how I, like my, what I do in my career, Mm. things like that. And that is how I value myself. Mm. And it doesn't matter what I look like. So I kind of literally, and I had to like, even just draw it you just like put a line through the paper and think I'm not going to have a correlation anymore between how I look and my self-worth because you can't control how you look Mm. I mean of course there's all these beauty products and things that can I suppose enhance the way we look in some ways but always have your insecurities exactly and I think it's really really important to not rely on you know makeup or whatever it might be Mm. to make you feel good you Mm. need to find ways before you get to that point to value yourself and there's so many amazing features that we have and values that we bring to others that we can value ourselves on and I just think absolutely I just said the word value 48,000 times but but it's it's just (laughs) that that is what it's about and my self-love journey has been about that and finding ways that you know that things that are that are important because yeah. really how we look is not very important. No one no. is ever, and that, that's a quote that I always come back to. No one ever leaves. You know, you don't when you're about to. You know, you're in, you might be 85 years mm-hmm. old, and or when you hear speak to old people, I feel no one is ever. You know, right before they die, thinking, oh, you know, I'm so happy. Like that when I was 20, I met someone they thought I was really hot. Yeah, like <laughs> as if. Like and it sounds so silly again yeah. when you when you say it out loud, but it's like that's so important to remember that people mm. remember how you make them feel. They totally. don't remember. If you were, it doesn't matter. Mm. I don't know. I just, I for me, that's what really, really has helped me. And now, as Kat said, and as we've been speaking about, mm. it's not something that you wake up every day and you think I am amazing and mm. I am going to take on this day and I can do anything. No one wakes up like that every day, but mm. you just have to talk yourself into it and it always comes back to faking it till you make it. Absolutely. Act confident. Yeah. And then just go with it. Yeah. And more to your point, I think it's, again, to, to your point and to almost Emma Stone's quote, that direction of treating yourself or your body how you would others. It's also when it comes to falling in love with yourself or like having that relationship with yourself. As you said, you don't love someone for the way that they look. You know, you're in a relationship with your partner or you love your mom or you love your best friend mm. for what they bring to the table or their personality traits. You don't love them for the way they look. So why is it? why do we focus so much on the way that we look? Um, I think that's, yeah, I I love that. I Mm. love that angle. Um, And I suppose more onto loving yourself. There's so much over social media that's, um, you know, that just boldly says, like, forget about your insecurities, love yourself. And it sounds so much easier than it is. (laughs) Like, it is such a journey. And I think that, again, what you and Kat have touched on is that not every day, you don't always feel in love with yourself every day. And that's fine because just like a normal relationship, you might have a fight with someone. You don't, like, of course you love them in the background Mm. and you love them, but there's days where you're just not going to feel as sparkly and as joyful with yourself, kind of like any other relationship. Um, But you work through it and you learn more about that person every time and you learn more about yourself every time. Mm. Um, So I think that's, 
again, a really important message to share that, you know, once you get to this destination of loving yourself, it's not every day is the same. No, it's a journey. Mm. And just remember, I think if you take anything out of this podcast, remember that like we are so much more mm. than what we look like totally. and just put less pressure on yourself because we're in control of how much pressure we put on, on ourselves too and we put so much. Why, do, really why do, do we do it? Mm. And even coming back to today being Valentine's Day, don't put pressure well, on your Friday elite. Friday being Valentine's Day. Oh, it's Friday. It's not even when. Oh, my goodness. This is pre-Valentine's Day. Like, I don't know what date it is. Anyway, well, whatever. It doesn't even matter. But on Friday, kind of think, don't put pressure on your relationship or compare comparison, obviously, as Kat went into, is, is so can be so negative don't um don't let yourself compare your relationship or your relationship with yourself whatever it might be to mm. anyone because everyone is different and mm. I just think we could all do with a bit less pressure on ourselves totally each time you find yourself putting yourself down just like you would if you heard a girlfriend speaking negatively about herself pull yourself out of it and, mm. and give yourself a compliment instead and I suppose that kind of leads into something that we've taught our community to do um and you know feel free to also try it at home but in the past, um, something that Lawsy told me one day that I tried and felt ridiculous at the start mm. doing because it's so strange how naturally we can say negative things about ourselves so easily, but when it comes to complimenting ourselves, it can feel so awkward and unnatural. Um, sometimes it helps actually just writing it down. You do it in your own time, in your own place. You don't need to do it in front of anyone else. You don't need to then shout it to the world how you feel about yourself. Um, but one little exercise that can really help remind yourself of pulling yourself out of that negative thought is actually learning what you love about yourself. So in your own time, write down a minimum of three things, um, physically and then non-physical. So three physical compliments that you want to give yourself um, anytime that you feel like you're putting down yourself in a physical way, just throw these out at yourself instead. And if you are struggling to find those things, because sometimes, as I said, it can feel really unnatural and they don't come to mind very easily. Try and think of what your your friends compliment you on or your family compliments you on. And then the other ones that are probably the most important ones to focus on are the non-physical things. So they're the, the personal personality traits or the, um, uh, what am I, trying to get to the things you're good at <laughs> what's the other word for things you're good at qualities qualities and like <laughs> and, and qualities and skills and things that you love about yourself that makes you you and makes you unique like write them down and embrace them and and just anytime your mind is going to a negative place try and remind yourself of these things and you know after you write them down you can either keep them on your phone keep them on your bedside table keep them on your mirror or you can throw them in the bin really but just try and remind yourself of these things whenever you're having an off day Love that. And to finish off, what have we got? We've got a very special little guest for, from our kit community. So Jessie um, Quirk, if you're from our kit community and you're listening, you I'm sure will know who we're talking about. She's a very active member and we love having her a part of our community. She's an inspiration and she's always such a joy. Even when she's sharing her off days and her down days, she's just so raw and relatable and we love everything that she's about. So we thought we'd reach out to her and get her to touch on her own little love journey. So here's Jessie. Hi there, I'm Jessie and I've been a fellow kick girl for about a year and a half now. I've been asked to tell you my self-love story. I was always a very confident kid growing up, as most kids are, and it wasn't really until I got to high school where I started to feel like I had to look a certain way. 
I hit puberty quite early and by year eight, I was already in a bra size that was much bigger than most of my friends. And I also had really terrible hormonal acne. This is definitely where my struggles really began. Finding clothes to fit my body type and also finding ways to hide my skin was never easy. Shopping would often end in tears and just wanting to go home. I remember in year nine, a friend came up to me and she said, hey, do you want to do the term, a term to no makeup challenge with me something along those lines um and at this point we both had quite terrible skin so it was a big thing for the both of us I made it through that term and after that I never wore makeup again unless I was going out so I would never wear makeup to school unless it was school photo day and I feel like this was definitely the moment where I really began to just accept myself for the way that I was. I started to look in the mirror pretty much every morning and tell myself what I loved not what I hated. I would always turn my negative thoughts into positive ones and eventually I grew to love my whole self. I started to wear bikinis without caring and I came to the realization that no one actually cares what you look like. No one else at the beach is sitting there judging you and as long as you are confident people are going to think that you just look amazing because your confidence is beaming through. Uh, I can't talk about self-love without mentioning social media. A lot of people talk about the negative impact of it on today's society but I honestly think that has such a positive side to it. For one I would never have found Steph Laura and Keep It Cleaner if it wasn't for Instagram. If you're a kick girl then you know how amazing the Facebook community is. So many amazing women working so hard and uplifting each other every single day. I am so, so grateful to be a part of that. And I'm so grateful that as soon as I'm having an off day, I can let them know and I'm going to receive so much love. The past 18 months of being a ki- being in kick has been so incredible for my self-love. My achievements are so well received and the amount of support is absolutely incredible. Um, The power of social media is just absolutely something so wonderful right now. And the amount of women that are empowering other women is just so, so, so wonderful to see. I am currently studying beauty therapy and I think this is such a huge part of self-love. I am helping other ladies just like me to learn how to feel so beautiful. I love making people feel good and I see myself doing this forever. I want to help people feel the best that they possibly can, especially in terms of their skin. There's nothing worse than being a young girl and not being able to leave the house without wearing makeup just because you want to cover up that acne. I want to help those girls to be so much more confident in their own skin, even when it is really bad, and then just even more as it improves. I want them to feel so, so, so free. I still have my days where I feel down at times and I don't particularly love my body, but I always just remember how far I have come from that young teenage girl who would never be able to go shopping without being upset and who would never be able to go to school without wearing makeup, even though you could still see all the lumps and bumps underneath, I was still always trying to cover it up. And I'm so glad that I have grown so much from that. And I no longer feel guilty when I miss a day of working out or if I treat myself to some chalky. And yeah, I just love who I am right now. And I love me because I'm the best that I can be. And that's what matters. I truly believe that confidence is the best outfit that anyone can wear and as long as you feel good everyone else is gonna think that you look incredible 
So wanted to finish off by saying thank you for listening to my story. And I hope that something in this can help someone out there to just be confident and just be you, whether that means today you don't wear makeup to work or school or when it's a nice day, you wear your bikini down the beach and you just do you and you don't care what anyone thinks. So thank you to Steph and Laura for this wonderful opportunity. Have a lovely day, ladies, and remember to keep on kicking it. Thank you so much, Jesse. That was so beautiful. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Mm. We hope that you feel very loved um, on Valentine's Day. And we hope that a lot of that love Every comes day from of yourself. The year. Yes, of course. <laughs> but there is that added pressure. Um, and obviously, as always, you can find us on Instagram at keepercleaner, at laura.hinshaw, or at Steph Claire Smith. We'll also put um, our information for Cat and the Wildlife Victoria in our show notes. And as always, you can learn more about Keeper Cleaner at www.keepercleaner.com.au. We will see. No, we won't see you. We will be back next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.